Hello and welcome back to Adventures Edge, Heroes of the Veil, episode number 14. Hello. Hello. I had to pause Hello. there because I was looking at my, my sheet. To see what number we what were What number on. we're at. Would you be mad if I like wrote lyrics to that intro music? Oh, that, that would mad? be awesome. Are you, I'm like, like you want to actually sing during the intro? <laughs> as, as Zinnia, right? <laughs> yeah. I think you need to call this if it is a bluff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what those lyrics would be. It just, I don't know. It just popped into my head. Because I suddenly wanted to like blurt out in the middle of the music. And I had, I had to stop myself. So You just want to have a, an excuse for just blurting out randomly? Apparently, yes. Yeah. I say got... per- perhaps we add that to the list for Patreon people. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they can get the exclusive song. The exclusive <laughs> recording. It'll be on its own feed. This oh, is the Patreon. Yes. The only difference is that <laughs> Zinnia sings the intro. Oh, no. Yeah, I think we want to actually get people to. I was going to say, give can you, us. Can money. you refund? <laughs> oh, that's oh, 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 did I go too far? No. Is, is that what did it? Oh. I'm <laughs> you cut me to the core. Okay, sorry. Yes, we're on episode fourteen. We are. Yeah, and we're just chilling. Yeah, yeah. We this we is were the, successful. This is the chilling episode. Yeah, well, uh, we sort of had a little bit of that. We had our recap at the end of episode 13. We kind yeah. of decompressed. We, we spent a little time. We did. We marinated in the moment. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> that Back sounds, to life. Yeah. Back to reality. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like that that happens enough in a normal tabletop game. I think it's just like continually plowing on to the next yeah. adventure and trying to do something a little are, different. Are we going to Skyrim this like... Day five hundred and twelve playing Skyrim of sitting around, you know, cleaning cleaning the cabin, <laughs> decorating, <laughs> decorating. Yes. Oh my god, moving <laughs> one armor stand across the house. Did we all do that? Everybody. Yeah. It's, if you yeah. played it for that long, <laughs> I had that one room where I I just started throwing stuff into it, and so the entire room was just literally this mountain of magic items. And then because of the physics, every now and then, if you step into it, things start flinging around and it's like utter oh, chaos. Yeah, you try, yeah, you're just trying to pack the whole place. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so much ridiculous. I spent like 500 hours at least on that game. So that's what Doron is doing. Yeah. Well, you know what? We, we're going to, before we get to that, I don't know. Do we need a recap? We kind of recapped the end of the show. I guess we maybe do a really quick. Did somebody have a... A quick summary. Did you guys kind of I think, think about that? I think someone said something about it, yeah. I, I wasn't listening. <laughs> they all look at me. I always have a recap written. All right. Well, we should keep that going. I, this feels like a good opener. So, yeah, it is with a recap there, uh, Trump. All right. Um, well, we are officially heroes or something like that. After knocking down barricades, finding old treasure, clearing out... Even defeating the tempting lure of ancient mysterious dungeons and certainly filled with glorious treasures, we instead retrieved all the needed components for the Black Mold Plague and returned to town via the river. We worked with the local alchemist to create the cures we needed to scatter all around the town to heal the populace. And, well, 
Now what is next? Can Tommy return to a life after this adventure? What will Deroon do now that he's on his own? And we Faye, can it, is it possible? Can we return to the forest after seeing so many interesting things? We will have to find out together. We will. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick up two weeks from, from the adventure, but we're going to do some quick recaps, some little short vignettes to sort of give you a sense of a few things that happened and move the story along. So the first thing that's going to, we're going to sort of recap. And if you guys feel like you want to get in and do a little role playing, or if you feel like you can kind of just visualize it in your head, what it was like, cause I don't want to deprive you of any, any good moments, but like post, you know, bringing the cure, you guys basically all went home and slept. Right. And then you got up the next day and word was beginning to spread that the cures out and people were starting to get better. And so there was a sort of, you know, this mixed reaction. Cause there was a lot of people who were sad. Obviously they, they you know, like five people died, but it could have been 30. So you guys really saved a, a lot of the town. And so like that day you start getting little, like people coming by where, you know, wherever you're at and like the thank you started kind of pouring in. And by the end of the day, you had it, you had an invitation um, from the mayor to have a little like thank you dinner at the Howling Hound. Potluck. A little bit, a little bit of that. Yeah. And I actually, um, because you probably hadn't seen. Figured people would be bringing over. And like hot dishes, thinking me. I was literally like, I kid you not. I was thinking, you know what? That's exactly what that would be like, right? Um, so I, I put together. Oh, that's the wrong map. This is my favorite hot dog casserole. I love it. Uh, I put together a little party over here at the Raven Rock map. Just, I mean, it was just. Uh, I was bored. <laughs> uh, where it just showed because you could see the map and. It's, I've been really kind of expanding the Raven Rock map out. And this is another thing where this really isn't going to come out like narratively. The, 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 the city itself, because it's got its own personality. And I don't really know how the listeners can engage. I've, I've been working on taking some screen grabs and things. But it's not like we're going to have episodes where you guys are going to go door to door and like, oh, what's in this shop and who are those people? But <laughs> I literally have been fleshing out the town, all these people. So you can kind of see the interior of the Howling Hound, and there was a little party party scene going on. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it wasn't meant necessarily to actually like try to role play the scenario, but it was just to help give you guys a little visualization because basically a lot of people showed up. There was probably about fifty people there, so it wasn't like the whole town because the town itself has like eighteen hundred people. But it was a pretty big crowd, and it was really just a, an opportunity for a lot of people to come by and thank you personally for finding the cure. And it was like all the people that are connected to the, the people who were sick basically. So, hmm. yeah. So it was a really nice opportunity for people to interact with you. And that's, that was what I was going to leave that at. So you guys had a nice time, however you wish to envision that. And um, like, that would be a thing that happened. And I mean, does that work for everybody? So does that mean that the people in the town are are friendly towards Faye now? Well, by and large. So the idea there was that it wasn't that people were unfriendly. It's just that there's people that are, you know, skeptical or maybe a little fearful, maybe a little untrusting. Because Faye, 
you know, across the board can be very fickle, right? There's all sorts of fame. We kind of covered that. Like they're not always as sweet and kind and loving and Zinnia. Charming. Charming as Zinnia. I mean. Delightful. <laughs> delightful. Isn't that what Zinnia means in some language? Delightful? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Yes. The delightful throat stabber. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I stabbed any throats. I believe it was an eyeball. Uh, eyeball. Yes. Yes. Delightful yeah. eyeball stabber. Eyeball. Stabber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I did want to just, so the mayor's name is, uh, Bernard Sackville and so he'll be running against. It, that is really important to know who your competition is. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a tall, lean man, slightly heavy set, clean shaven, shaved head. And, uh, he's, he's a, one of those people where he's extremely charismatic and, uh, people don't know, don't know too much about his background, but he's. Because he, he was like a, a former merchant and was not a native of the area, and so none of you really before had ever really like spent time talking to him. I mean, if anybody, Tommy, you probably interacted with him at some point, but you know his job—he kind of runs the town, and so he just really gave you a nice evening and was very appreciative, and on behalf of the town, you know, extended that. Uh, the, the thank you for saving all the people. And he does translate that thanks into a reward on behalf of Raven Rock. So, and he wasn't really sure. We just talked about this before we got on air, whether the Fae like, would want coins, but you know, he doesn't really know what else to offer you. So he's going to offer you collectively some money that you can do with as you wish. I think we're going to do some shopping off air. So... He gives the five of you uh, 150 coins, like together, not each, which uh, silver coins, like as as a, as a you know thank you. But you do find over the over the next two weeks that many other people come and also individually express their thanks, and by bringing you foods and by bringing mm-hmm. you little gifts, and not necessarily like family heirlooms or really expensive things, but trinkets and novelties and things that they they feel were important to them to let you know that they appreciated you. So that, that was really what I was kind of imagining the first part of the, you know, the week was. But then I also really wanted to real quick just have like individually like a quick little scene for your characters because we have some perhaps unanswered questions. And I did want to start with Darun because Darun, of all people, I mean, you, you now have had a, like a personal loss here. Yes, that's, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So we're just going to start, if anybody, unless anybody else has anything they want to throw in. Okay. I'm thinking it's been a few days. Umros has been laid to rest in, out in the cemetery. There were some legal things, and a barrister came and spoke to you, and uh, Gilda's coming. You know, she basically spoke on your behalf that on his deathbed, Umros he had already filled these papers out, mm-hmm. but basically just bequeathed you everything he had, which, you know, you really didn't think was all that much. I, he, I he, guess, I guess, I mean, I really didn't go through his personal belongings that much, you know, like a couple of things, but, um, I will, um, I first have to figure out, I, I think I need to get messages back to the earth elders and I don't know how, so I'll just, I'm going to put that pin in that. Yeah. Um. 
But I will, I mean, if I've got his stuff, whatever it is, I'll go through it and see if there's anything that is helpful. Sure. Well, so he has a, and he's a small two-story cottage style house. I mean, it, it is on the map. I haven't, I didn't map the interior. It's, it's, it's pretty simple. If you feel like that's something, <laughs> we were just joking about Skyrim. If that's feel like you something, something you want to like. No, I will have a, how, I will own a, a deed to something. I could do that. Yeah. I could handle that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll take a deed to a house. <laughs> I mean, it's not nothing. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, it does mean you have to pay, you know, taxes, but. Well, oh, I don't know. Do heroes pay taxes? Yeah, they do. Oh. <laughs> I'll just say, if anybody comes up to me and gives, keeps on giving me food to say, you can just go give, pay my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Chip in on that. Um, yeah, so there, there's all the different things you would expect to find in kind of a, an older, older man's house. He wasn't really a big collector, you know. Guild helped keep the place clean. It wasn't, Mm -hmm. he wasn't a hoarder and all that, but, and not to spend too much time, but going through it, you do find, you know, one of his journals that talks about the earth elders and you find out like speaking of like how to, how to reach out and send some messages, Mm -hmm. who to communicate with. Uh, But he didn't really like write you a long letter or anything. It, It was just like a short sort of deathbed note that he probably had meant to write, but basically it was like a paragraph that was just written, like addressed to you. And it was, uh, you know, Derun, if, if we don't meet again, as you know by now, everything is yours. I am sorry I was not able to teach you everything that I needed to. You have to look below the surface to find the answers from now. Good luck, Umros. And that was it. This little cryptic, sparse. He was note. always a vague man. He was. He was like it's extremely vague. Yeah. So, the only other thing you ended up finding amidst all the things you found, like his house key and some other simple things, but uh, Gilda specifically made sure that you found this large brass key that she said he he like pressed into her hand. It's one of the last things he said, and said to make sure you have it, and you had the opportunity to kind of like try to figure out what that went to. And I'm just going to say that in the two weeks you did find what that went to. And that's going to be a little thing for you as the end of your little story is that you hunted around. There was nothing in the house. There were no trunks or chests or closets or anything like that. And eventually you wandered around and there was an old tool shed out back filled with a variety of old tools. Right. In you know various states of disrepair, and you thought little else there, but you did spend a little time using your structural engineering and studied a little bit more. And beneath a kind of a layer of, uh, kind of a layer of what you thought was dust, but ended up sort of being like a, like a piece of canvas made to look like a dirt floor. You pulled it back, and there was a trap door, which the, the key fits to. And below that was a very small root cellar. Ron, you tricky little guy. Yeah. And assuming that you went down into the cellar to examine it. I did. That is where you find the secrets of Umros. Oh, no. Yeah. So inside, there was a, a small table and a variety of books. And it was, although slightly damp, he had a lot of wood chips and sawdust down there to keep it mm-hmm. cozy. And there were some maps and sketchings and all the things that seemed to be related to the Earth Elders. But you do find his actual journal that talks about his real mission here. 
And you also find a few things that are a little disturbing. Um, the key thing is you find out that, oddly enough, Umros seems to be or was a closet worshiper of Zakad, much like those strange dwarves out in the old monastery. Oh. He also is... seemed to be, his mission here was to uncover the secrets to an ancient weapon that, he, that the earth elders thought others might wish to use against the human kingdoms. The earth elders want to use? They want to prevent the use of oh, it. Oh, okay. That there were possibly forces or dissidents from the dwarves that were seeking this ancient weapon from like the Celestial Infernal War, and they thought that perhaps one of these weapons was here in the Vell. And that was really why he was here, was he was trying to find the secrets of this thing. And now that mission has been imparted to you. Did he have any notes on any thoughts of where it was? Or mm, nope, that's any dated times of when this journal was? Like I mean, Captain's he, Log. I mean, his most recent stuff was probably weeks ago. Okay. I mean, yeah. I would also like to, I did have that bag of jewels. I know you said off table, but it, there was, is there anything in, in there that the, the, that the cobalt gave me? It said, I detected magic in the, and you, I found one. There was one, there was one, uh, the ruby oh. radiates faint conjuration magic conjuration. that you guys had already had the opportunity before we did this to mm. like spell, spellcraft and whatever. Mm -hmm. And as of this moment, other than identifying the faint conjuration magic, uh, you don't know what it does. Okay. So presumably it's still on your person uh, and you guys can do, do with it as you wish. So I found out that he was a follower then of Zucros, right? Zakad. Zakad, not Zucros. <laughs> the sugar god. <laughs> the sweetener right, so god. There is All a right. sugar god, I'm sure, right? All right, so we're going to we're gonna move along now. We can take questions at the end. Tommy. I'm imagining, and you can tell me otherwise, is that, you know, after the first day of making sure everybody was okay and checking on Bree and the party and all that, that you basically went back home and, you know, cleaned your house and washed your dishes and got your laundry done and realized, okay, I guess you have to go back to work. I mean, yep, got to pay the bills. I mean, that's really... <laughs> Yeah, those taxes aren't going to pay themselves. Yep. So back to work for me. Yeah. And so here's the what I, I would like to kind of, you know, do this with you. So you, you get up and you do all your morning stuff and you go down to the docks and you kind of check in with the foreman there at the Scotch Woodcock Fishery. And I mean, everybody, it, it, like they're all ready to work, but there's also that you know, the friendly rapport that you normally had, like people are like clapping you on the back and it's like, there's that little extra good on you, Tommy, you know, that you're, you're feeling a little center of the attention and it feels, you know, it feels good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tommy's good. a big fan of that. <laughs> um, but it's also, it feels a little weird. Like, all right, well you go and you, you put in your first full day work and do your stuff and things like very quickly start going back to normal, mm -hmm. but you don't feel normal inside. Like there's that feeling like, yeah, like there's a whole world out there now and I don't know. Sure. So I'm thinking 
this is about five days after the event. Uh, you've just you know spent the day working and kind of you come up off the docks and getting ready to head home. And th- there's that kind of the long winding boarded walk that leads from the docks into the town. Mm-hmm. And you know probably told some of your friends maybe you'd meet them for a beer or whatever you know the normal stuff. And uh, as you're walking, uh, you see a you see a woman kind of with her arms over the over the the rail looking out over the river. <laughs> yeah, his face. His face really says it all. I'm imagining it would speak to Tommy. But, you know, a little bit. Sure. A little bit. Um, you know, maybe just a little older you, older, older than you. Uh, she's kind of wearing some somewhat practical but tailored traveling clothes. Sure. And uh, she's got long, dark hair pulled back. She's got, a, like, an attractive, strong face. Like, there's a... She's not uh, like overly effeminate. She's got like, like a toughness to her. Like you could just see it. You know, she's well tanned. You probably do kind of like appraise her as you come, and you notice that she's wearing like on her hip an arming sword. Like she's not your typical townie. Like you don't recognize her. And uh, you know, as you come walking by, I don't. What like would Tommy call out? Would you say something? No, I'm not going to cat call. No, not cat call. Not cat call. <laughs> Uh, she she turns and looks at you and like just is appraising you as you walk by. Can I help you? Well, possibly. I've been keeping an eye on you there. Tommy, is it? Uh, yeah, it's Tommy. Thomas, if if you like. Thomas, <laughs> I've noticed you the last few days. I hear tell you've put on quite a feat recently. You and some friends of yours. Uh, well, you know, just saved, I don't know, a, a, a lot of people. No big deal. Mm. It's a big deal today. And everybody's going to be clapping you on the back and glad-handing you and bringing you things. But they forget, you know. The smiles are going to fade. Pretty soon, months will go by, and it's just going to be another day. Another the day in the life of Thomas. But I think you might be more than that. What do you think, Thomas? Oh, and my name's Morgan. Morgan Gillett. Morgan. So, what brings you to our town, Morgan? Recruiting. For what? Let's just say a patron of mine is needing some local talent in the future, the very near future. And you look like you might be some local talent. Hmm. Talent for what? Well, we'll get to that. This is more of a pre-screening conversation. You've accomplished something. You stepped out of the norm. You stepped up. Not everybody does that. Not everybody's willing to put their life on the line. Things are happening. Things in the bigger world. Dangerous things. Things that might eventually come to this lovely little veil of yours. When that time comes, there's people who need people like yourselves to help shift things in the direction they want them to go. So, just seeing if you're interested in possibly... Exploring more than this. Yeah, I mean, I suppose I could be talked into something. Well, keep your friends close. Don't let them wander too far away. They, you might need, uh, need a group of uh, people you can trust at your back if you're willing to take a job for the right amount of coin soon. I'll keep that in mind. Nice. Well, Thomas, it was a pleasure to meet you. I'm going to be on my way. But I shall be back in the coming weeks. I'll check on you and see if you are ready to take action.
So I want to kind of flick my cap because I have my, my leather cap on. Oh, yeah. Give her a wink and say, don't, don't check too hard now. <laughs> and give her kind of a smile. And She'll give you a smile back. Old Tommy's got it still. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're feeling, yeah, you would definitely probably, so feeling pretty good. Sure. And so if you continue on, you make your way and um, maybe Glad's back and you kind of just see her slipping out of sight between some buildings. And Sure. Yeah. And that's, that's the last of you see of her for, for a bit. She doesn't show up the next few days. And Okay. Yeah, it looks like things are... Things are going back to normal. You keep checking on your sister, and she's she's doing well. You know, healing healing well, almost almost back to normal. We're gonna we'll come back to you and her in a, just a moment. Kind of okay. speed things a little little on here. So, uh, but let's quickly move over here on the trunk. So, trunk this this is kind of an interesting interesting scenario, right? Because this is not your hometown. I mean, you know the people that you've met here and a few others, and. There definitely have been quite a few awkward conversations. I, I don't know how personable Trunk would be, like with people like wanting to bring him some stuff and thank him. Uh, I mean, he, oh, I he's mean, pretty affable. Oh, he he likes people. He likes interacting. He he loves food. So <laughs> all that sounds great. But he's he's an awkward big boy. So yeah. <laughs> so I had I had suggested at the end of last session that uh, you, you had this invitation to go and stay at the Temple of the Five. Uh, Zofora, Rondell, the, one of the three clerics there who identified herself as a priestess of Asana had invited you, like, you, you know, sensed this kinship with you mm -hmm. and suggested that you are a worshiper of Asana. And then you basically said, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> um, but had basically said, what, you know, you know, would you come back? Now you would, did have some invites from Tommy and Deru and like, oh yeah, we've got room, but I, I, I don't know. So you, did you take her up on that? I think we established you did to go. Um, yeah. I mean, he's interested. He, he knows he's got a power as far as he knows. It just comes from the sun or the tree. Um, the idea that there's a name and some kind of organized following of something that he feels a kindred spirit to is going to intrigue him. Yeah. The idea of sleeping in a building seems confusing, but <laughs> it is a big building. So that may help. Yeah. He'll, uh, he'll, he'll definitely like check it out. Okay. Well, I mean, it's a large spacious temple and there's a lot of activity there. You, you meet the other priests, but, uh, and they set you up kind of in a, like a side wing where it's probably a multifunction room, you know, if whatever they need, if, you know, infirmary or if they've got visiting priests, whatever, but just, it's, it's not really overly furnished, but they set up a kind of a large, like comfortable pallet for you to stay in and like to sleep in and, you know, offer you some food and, you know, whatever you else you might need, you know, after the, the first day of kind of recovering from your <laughs> journey and you can kind of see what they do, you know, they tend to the, the the locals who come and there's uh, like altars where people come and pray or give sacrifices and things like that. And uh, they do a lot of just going around and do simple healings. And so Zephora basically, and I didn't really, you know, describe her too much. She was, she's kind of a middle-aged human woman. She wears like white robes that they're always like impeccably clean. And uh, she's got like long blonde hair and she's got 
like the kindest blue eyes that you you know just like she radiates warmth so you're probably still adapting to humans in general but i mean she just has that feeling like she genuinely cares about people uh and she's always laughing which there's um you know in your visions this the the la- the laughter that you kind of hear mm-hmm. and like i don't know it just it it's like oh there's this weird definitely a lot of similarities yeah yeah yeah. whether or not she's performing it doesn't seem like it's performative like there's just like that's just kind of her nature so it's just probably enough to pique your curiosity and she really just has has a lot of questions for you and she'll answer questions that you might have or questions you didn't know you had but she's uh you know she likes to talk about who she calls asana who was one of the pentacle uh, the laughing lady and it's less really Asana you'll find doesn't have like tenants the way that some of the other more formalized religions do. Like she is kind of this chaotic force, sometimes good, sometimes whimsical, sometimes unpredictable, but uh, you find, I don't know. I don't know how you would really feel about it, but it does. It might, a lot of it lines up with your experiences, but not all of it because uh-huh. you've had this more, natural primal sort of interactions. So yeah, the, the scene that I'm imagining, you know, you guys are perhaps in the temple and she's showing you some books and things and she's just like, again, so trunk, I just where, so again, you were found by the Fae or you identify as Fae uh, in the, uh, in the forest. Yes. I, I was by a, a large tree. And you said that the lady just, came to you do you do you remember when that was like was it very young she has always been there the sun rises and she is there i've heard of cases like that where people such as yourself are touched chosen has always been so pretentious so uh, like there should be more to it but you apparently have drawn at least a brief moment of attention and it is very interesting. Sure, my hands kind of unconsciously <laughs> go to my arms where I've got these <laughs> scars, marks, birthmarks, whatever they may be. Have you felt like there's more for you? What what it is that you're meant to be doing? <laughs> you 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 sounds like you've spent your life so far attending to your your Fay family. Um, I imagine people don't usually ask questions that give Trunk much pause, but this one does. Um, <laughs> he kind of like pauses for a moment and uh i i know that i think i think i know that there's something i'm supposed to do but i don't really know what it is but the fey they're 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 happy for the most part but there's something missing and i want to give it back to them hmm and i guess it can't be in the wood, or we would have found it by now. Perhaps not. I can't speak to that. I don't know what it is the Laughing Lady would want of you, or why she would want to act on behalf of the Fae. She is, by nature, unpredictable. But obviously you have been selected, chosen, touched, whichever word is the most appropriate. And if there's anything I could do to help you on that path, I can teach you what I, what I know about the lady and answer any questions that you might have. 
you'll stay with us a while longer, it would be our honor. And it seems like you're already drawing a degree of attention to the to the temple. We've had quite a few people show up more recently in the last few days. I mean, when you stand several heads higher than other people, you tend to be noticed. Well, if you are willing, we're here for you for for as long as you need. Sure. Um, I think probably the that first night or the first morning, I'll probably do what I always do. You know, find the sunrise, just kind of sit to myself, think to myself, think about the sun, the tree, etc. You know, my kind of not really praying, but kind of praying that I do every day. Right. Um, and this time, I guess there might be thoughts, and I'll just kind of ask in my head like, to the laughing girl if she is Asana or not. So you don't really so much hear like her speaking directly, right? It's like these visions, the the images, and you get you know get this the sense these messages come to you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, the, the laughter that you get, that feeling that is especially warm, like as close to a confirmation as I've ever gotten. I I want to say that you, like, it's like you can, you, instead of like hearing words in your head, it's like you, you give what you feel words, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. And it's like, you found me, which is probably the, one of the more profound confirmations you've maybe experienced in some time. like. Yeah, that that tells you that it is her, but it doesn't tell you much more beyond that yet. I mean, I didn't expect that yet, but uh, yeah, it sounds like I'm going to have to learn how to read or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, perhaps you can spend the next week uh, working on that. <laughs> um, Trunkate goes hooked on phonics. Hooked on phonics. Mm-hmm. Well, we already know he's got a shortcut where he can do the the cast the spell and then go and start oh, yeah, teaching yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can learn how to read ten minutes at a time. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. And yeah, in the interest of time, Bramble. Sorry. Um, you might be the most out of place right now. Like everybody, like really has gravitated to something. And they've just sort of been busy. And while you're there and you've probably been staying with Zinnia and Bree, and I don't, I don't want it to be sad for you, but they have this connection, right? Like it's, you know, you know, you, it's not one that you've really had uh, with, you know, like a human child that way. And mm-hmm. like your connections thus far are all your friends. And this has been quite an adventure for you. And you've met a lot of people. and. You've still been very well embraced and uh, probably asked maybe even to perform. I don't know if that'd be something that you would choose to do. Yes, definitely. To hone your craft and go go play at the, the tavern. But about a week after the event, you get a letter. Ooh. I know. It, it is actually a letter delivered um, by, a, uh, by a sparrow. Cool. And uh, the little bird, it's not a magical bird, but clearly it is magically guided. Mm. And you would suspect, yeah, probably from a fae when it comes flying into the window and drops the little, the little note that's, that's kind of tied up with a, like a small piece of uh, like vine. And when you open it up, it is a letter from Birch. Oh. 
So, and it's like, hi, Bramble. It's been some time since you helped us out in the woods. You really are good at that. The band's not doing great. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. We have three weeks till the performance now. We could really use your help. There's just something about the way that you led the band, and we just know that you would be the best to help us out to perform at the festival. The Ermine King is going to be dreadfully disappointed in the current state of affairs. We're missing you. Please come back. Uh, <laughs> yours truly, Birch. And then there's like little f- like flower designs all written on it. And like, that's it. Ah, I see. Wow. They, they, they do sound like they need help. So. They do. I know. I, I, I wouldn't want to leave without letting people know where I'm going. But right. I probably... I mean, you don't have to either rush off. I mean, it's just, you know, you've got a little time, but it's just, there's this call and uh, it's, it's been weighing on your mind, you know, now probably for the last, the last few days. I, I don't know, you know, if we want to do anything else for you in the town, I don't want to deprive you of, of, of anything, but like, you know, yeah, you, you feel a little displaced, not unwelcome. Mm-hmm. You've never felt unwelcome. And Zinni has no doubt has loved to have you here. Yes. And Birch is useless. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're going to jump to Zinnia so that we can get on to more, more pressing things. But Zinnia. Yes? So you would think that things would just go back to normal. I mean, Bree is delightful and everything seems she's fully, like nearly fully recovered. Uh, you're getting to see Tommy even more. He seems to keep checking on her. Yes, that's <laughs> been great. <laughs> So uh, after a few days, she feels like she's ready to go out and like she wants to go out and go walking. And uh, you go with her probably out just outside the town walls. And there's like fields of flowers where you got to go collecting things for flower chains. And uh, the two of you are out there walking. And I don't know how you just. I'm flying. Well, yes. Okay. Yeah. You're flying about looking for looking for pretty flowers and she's there and she's got a nice little floral dress on and you know, she seems happy. Like you can hear her laughing and giggling and Zinnia, look at this one. Oh, look at this little, Oh, look at the butterfly. It's a relief. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Spring, uh, uh, spring is coming on and the, the, you know, the weather's really changing and, uh, it was probably where you guys are sitting there, maybe having a little lunch that her, her mom packed. And uh, she's like, you know, Zinnia, I'm going to be nine here in just three weeks. Oh, nine. Ma says I can probably get a, get a, a job soon. A job? What? You know, just uh, start a, an apprenticeship. As I think that's what they call it. Okay, Zinnia doesn't even understand, like, a little bit. Like, that just seems completely ridiculous. <laughs> What, what, what in the actual? <laughs> Guess who learns a new word today? <laughs> well, wait, don't you, don't you have, a, what do you, what do you do, Zinnia? Do you have a job? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, I mean, I know that you're 
you're a, a wizard, right? Y- yes. Yeah, I know. I, I've been trying to decide. There's an apprenticeship open to uh, possibly uh, do weaving. I really like, I like doing the flower chains with you, and I've learned a bit on how to sew. No. No? No. Oh. No. Oh. That sounds like a terrible idea. Oh, what? What would you like to do? I think you should become a wizard. Oh. <laughs> you can be my apprentice. A, a pr- apprentice? Apprentice. Apprentice. You can be my apprentice. Um, I don't, I don't know how to be a wizard. You don't know how to be a weaver either. Well, but what? <laughs> Why are you bullying the child? <laughs> <laughs> Unexpected side turn. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, huh. I don't know. How do you, I don't know anything about how to become that. I, I mean, I'd like be able to do that. Don't you have to be special? Bree, you are special. I, well, I know you say that, but it's like, like, you know, something inside you that makes the magic happen. You, you have that? I don't know. Maybe you can try to teach me. Okay. Wizard apprentice. <sighs> You're a wizard, Brina Gunderson. <laughs> <laughs> She's setting up her next character. <laughs> well, that conversation probably sounds like it troubles you. <laughs> Very much so. Mm. What what are we what are we doing? Nine year olds are gonna go get jobs? Yeah, what un- is this? Unions haven't made it to the veil, apparently. <laughs> what is this crap? <laughs> I mean apprenticeships start very young. Oh. What do you want just kids to lay around and play games? Uh, where's the school? They do have a school. And they go until they're nine? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no, she would, she would still get some education. Read, too. write, limitedly. Athletics. <laughs> I mean, I've made it to 19 without being literate, and I'm doing fine. Third, so here we are, third grade education. I'm cool. going to be the mayor. <laughs> go off. <laughs> Now weave some baskets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have a talk with that mayor. <laughs> so we do. I do appreciate the alternative of, you know, a nine-year-old learning apprenticing to becoming a weaver is like, here's how you wield the elemental forces of fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it sounds like, though, that that was a moment for Xenia as, as like... The reality that this this child is still a child. We're not trying to say anything different, but you know, she's she's growing up. But how is like after that conversation, <laughs> Zinnia? Like you know that feeling that you've talked about, where it's like I don't know when you know that where things are changing for you. Wait, I'm I'm getting really confused right now. Are we talking about are we talking about Zinnia knowing, or are we talking about? Me as a person no, knowing. No, like Zinnia knowing. Oh, okay. Like, like when, you know, that restlessness or that worry or that things are changing. and Right now, Zinnia is just like going to go have a serious conversation with Mother Gunderson. Okay. Oh, no. Because <laughs> like. <laughs> you go give her an earful. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So we are going to be ready for a funeral, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Well, we're, we will leave it at that for okay. now. <laughs> and, but speaking of the mayor, so this is now like two weeks later. And thank you all for, for like bearing with this because um, we're, we're moving on to something bigger now. So, uh, Tommy, you actually get the, the message from the mayor, uh, probably one of the runners, and just requests that uh, if you could, you and your friends come to the mayor's house. Sure. Is this uh, for the party or has that already? No, that happened? already happened. Okay. No, this is like a private invitation. Um, yeah. Well, I will hop up and get right to collecting everybody. So, yeah, you get this private invite to the mayor's house. So, I, you, if you want to quickly address everybody, it's a little cryptic, but it's basically saying, uh, your services are requested. Sure. Um, well, I, I imagine I would have to get everybody like physically go to the various houses yeah. to go collect everybody Yeah, and explain, looks like the mayor might need some more help. I don't know if you'd be interested, uh, but he looks like he's looking for the whole gang. So just want to let you know, so, kind of like that. Cause I don't want to tell anybody to come with me, but yeah. All right. Well, I mean. Does I mean I don't have you individually would respond to that, but I've been you know going through all this stuff, and but I've kind of gone into vacation mode because when I don't have really anything to do as far as you know to watch me, you know I've decided to wear sandals around and I'm just <laughs> drinking a lot lately. I'm, I'm mourning <laughs> my own way. So so so, so Deeru answers the door it's and like, like fat the, Thor, in his pajamas <laughs> hasn't hasn't shaved in oh, two weeks. Well, I'm a dwarf. I don't shave. Oh. <laughs> uh, hey, Deeru, um, I caught ya. I got some bread in my beard. You know, <laughs> caught ya too early or? Oh no, no, I'm ready for the day. What do you got, Chief? <laughs> well, uh. A missive came to uh, meet with the mayor. Uh, they need a whole gang. So maybe we could acquire some paints and uh, get you over there with us. This tunic is long enough. Um, yes. No, <laughs> it's actually not. <laughs> well, I suppose I got nothing better to do. Yeah, yeah, it would be good. It would be real good for you to get out of the house. Well, let me uh, maybe wash up because I smell like... I smell worse than the dog. Well, we'll just meet you over there. I suppose. It's good seeing you, Tommy. Yeah, it's good seeing you, Day Room. I'm going to give him a big hug, you know, like this is really. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I've just maybe changed. I've become maybe a little bit more soft inside the heart and in trying to follow the ways of, of the ley lines. Hmm, sure. Right? And let it guide me. <laughs> okay. I said, well, he, it's a long explanation while we're hugging, right? <laughs> oh, it was a little too long. Right? Feel the embrace, you know, it's like being oh. held by the earth. Well, we'll just be over there, buddy. Okay, I'll pat <laughs> him on the back pretty hard, do a, do a man hug, you know, like yeah. patting him on the back really hard. And I'm out. <laughs> Except for the height deference, that's a butt yeah. pat. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my problem. It's more of a you problem than a me problem. Oh. And I'll yeah. go tell Corda to get her stuff. And 
Let's go. Yeah. You know, I will bathe like a quick, you know, yeah. like a, just towel kind of thing. You know, we'll assume you get cleaned up enough to go. go back I there. suppose. All right. So, Tommy, you find Trunk probably at the temple. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, Trunk. Hello. Uh, got a note here from the mayor. Uh, he would like uh, an audience with all of us. Uh, he's apparently got something he wants to cover. So, would you be able to meet over there? Uh, I mean, yes, I'm already in town, so it is only a little walk over there. Yeah, that is great. Appreciate it. And I'll give him the time and then explain to him what time is, because that's not probably a social construct that he's used to. And then we'll get going. I mean, the sun invented time. People didn't. Uh, Right, (laughs) right. No, humans did invent time. Wrong there. (laughs) Well, so the sixth bell. So there's a, there's a like a clock tower, which is a the tower where they have a gong, sure, and they sound off the hours of the day. Well, I will explain that. Yeah, just very briefly. Yeah, and then it might be the first time like somebody's mentioned. Oh, why is that guy banging on the gong throughout the day? I assume that he's just very bad at music. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I will grab Bramble and Zinnia. I don't know if they're. Hanging out together? Yes. I'd assume so, yes. We're, we're at your, your parents' house. <laughs> uh, Zidia, you seem upset. Yes. At me? No. Oh. <laughs> um, well, I actually came to ask a favor. Um, so the mayor would like to talk with all of us today at Six Bell. Uh, he's got something he would like us to do. So I just want you, would you be able to show up? Are you going on another adventure? Uh, maybe, Bree, but I don't know what the mayor wants. Did you get the apprenticeship yet? The one for the weaver that mom was talking about? Uh, I'm still waiting to find out. Okay, so, well. Zinnia now, thinks I should be a wizard. Yes. Oh, you should be a wizard. Yes. That would be awesome. That's a much better, that's a much better apprenticeship for Brie, right? Yeah. You, you just... need to tell your mom to quit ruining Brie. Oh, oh okay. okay. Um, that's like a future thing. But I'll, I'll, I'll get on it like straight away, Zinnia. I've told her many times already. <laughs> It's super hot in here. Is anybody else? It's like, gosh. I'm just going to go with you now. Okay. That's great. Great. Uh, Bremble? Uh, yes, I will join. Great. On the way out, I am going to, I'm going to yell at his mom again. <laughs> Quit ruining your daughter. I feel like Bramble would try to get out there ASAP. Like, yes. yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going with you. <laughs> Just imagine this, this this woman's like, why? How do I get rid of looking at how, how, how do you get rid of a fairy? <laughs> Just ripping into her about her being a mother, huh? Looking at that frying pan. Hmm. Oh, she dear. hasn't got a chance. <laughs> um, and that's how your mom got an eye patch. Hey, that's <laughs> <great>. <laughs> There's no love lost there for Tommy. So oh, whatever happens, happens. I suppose it's your mom, huh? It's my mom. It's yeah. your mom. All right. So at the sixth bell, a lot of you meet at the other another large house on the hill uh, where uh, you've had this invitation from the mayor, Bernard Sackville. His house is really only marginally larger than the Gunnarsson house. 
that's uh, not there's really are no mansions per se in uh, in Raven Rock but uh his uh manservant answers the door opens it and kind of nods at the lot of you uh, you're expected do come in and he quickly escorts you into the parlor of the mayor where you can see it's nicely arrayed with some comfortable couches and there's already some little meats and cheeses out and some fresh wine and uh, you sit respectively or whatever you wish to do you sit on the floor crisscross applesauce (laughs) (laughs) he just just said that (laughs) all right well i'll grab myself a tray of food and some wine all right so uh it it's only a few minutes later where he uh uh, Mr. Mayor comes in. He's wearing kind of a comfortable, like silky black robe. He tends he tends to wear uh, like a lot of black robes. It seems to be like a symbol of his office. And comes in and uh, kind of gives you the warm greeting. It's like, ah, welcome, welcome to my home. I haven't had the opportunity to have you here as guests yet. Um. Well, thank you for having us. Oh, you are most welcome. I trust you've been doing well after your. Uh, Escapade? Oh, yeah. The town's been real real great. That's splendid, splendid. I'm very, very glad to hear that. Uh, sometimes after these ordeals, it takes a little bit to recover, but it seems like you're doing quite nicely, which is one of the reasons I might be asking you here tonight. So I'm going to cut to the chase. By the way, did you did everybody get some wine and some... It seems like you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he goes and pours himself a glass of wine and sits down. So I, I'll get, I'll get right to this. I, I'm interested to know if you would be willing to uh, do a job on behalf of the town. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, Trunk's got a mouthful of cheese. Well, what kind of job? We should probably find out, Tommy. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, what, what were you thinking? Towards the western side of the Vale, there's a, a lovely area called the Dovedale District, which is largely a, it's a farming community. And turns out uh, we, we got a, a note from uh, the head of their uh, farming cooperative that they are having some trouble there with the river drying up. And apparently they're trying to blame it on a goblin tribe. And they've, mm-hmm. well, they've requested assistance from us. Uh, normally something like that would go to, you know, perhaps the, the, the ducal seat, but uh, given the situation, really there's not a, not a lot of other resources that can help anybody else in the Vale. What, uh, what, what, what situation? Uh, well, I mean, we, oh, you mean with the duchy? We, we, well, the fact that we don't actually have a duke proper and it's complicated. We've really been on our own for quite some time, and the resources of the town have managed to take care of you know, what we can, but it is always nice to have persons such as yourself willing to perhaps step, step outside of their normal comfort zone. I, normally, I would try to find uh, some you know, hired freelancers to come do jobs like this. I could send some of the garrison, but it's, it is quite expensive to you know, send some of our fine uh, soldiers over there, so... What what we're really we're looking for is to have somebody go investigate the cause of this drought, and see if it is in fact goblin uh, hijinks, so to speak. And, and is the expectation that we 
just report back or do we oh no take you care should, of the problem we need the problem uh, whatever it may be to uh, be resolved to the satisfaction of the the, the local uh, farming cooperative so yeah i, mm, I could mm, help mm, with that mm, mm, mm. Well, well i could have a question is what i meant to say <laughs> Uh, Zinni, I think that I asked my question to you earlier. Could you repeat it? Uh, um, what is the uh, expected uh, compensation for this? That's right. <laughs> I mean, he just said that he could not afford to pay anyone, so I think he wants us to do it for free. Oh, no, 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 no. It's just, it is, it is probably less expensive to send yourselves instead of half a dozen of my finest. Well, we should find out <clears throat> what you consider less expensive. Well, the uh, the farming cooperative is offering a, a hundred silver to to deal with the problem. You could always try to negotiate for more from them, but in addition to that, on behalf of the city, I'm quite willing to uh, double that amount by giving you another hundred silver. So that should cover your expenses to travel there, and if anything else maybe arises, we could help you out further. So we're doing it for free. We just get a per diem. Like no, traveling covering our expenses. Well, uh, yeah, with more to cover the expenses. You know, I yeah, I don't have to live off. A, I mean, I I could find a way to live off hundred. You know, well, it's dividing it twenty silver. You know, I mean, I got nothing else to do. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I really, the, really in a the rut trip here. would really do you some good. I could get out there and get some fresh air. I and a quarter too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and she, like, immediately gets up and, like, <laughs> however a dog can smile and say yes. Comes away from the cheese platter. Yeah. <laughs> so, Zinnia, we... Zinnia's so annoyed with you guys right now. <laughs> like, she doesn't even need money and she's annoyed with you guys. We, like... could, we could do it, is what I was thinking. Be like the old times, like two weeks ago, Zinnia. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just not excited about leaving Bree at this time. I would really need to check with Bree. I mean, she's going through some stuff, this whole apprenticeship, this job thing. I'm just, I'm not 100% sure if I can commit to this low-paying gig. It's not low-paying. It's average-paying, which is slightly better. How about you just give your share to Bree, then? <laughs> well, you're concerned Isn't about her. I mean, wouldn't that get her in a financial position where she doesn't have to take apprenticeship? Isn't there that wizard in town? Uh, no, I'm the wizard in town. Oh, no, there was uh, one. Yeah. Um, like a high-powered wizard. I, and maybe I've totally I mean, dropped was, the ball on this. No, there, there is. There I is thought that. Havlor was in town. Yeah. And he's a wizard, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a tab. So maybe Bree could apprentice with Avlor while we go out and take care of the problem. I think you're missing the point. I think the point is... I think you're missing the point. I don't think she wants to go. What if you asked the mayor to give Bree a temporary spot here in town? That would then keep her from this other apprenticeship, and clearly her mother would be like, oh, that's way better than you learning how to yeah. do whatever we were going to do. That's a great idea. 
Trump got has a great idea. And we'll get, we'll get on the road. I don't we, think you are picking up on Zinnia's angry, angry fairy noises. These <laughs> no. are angry fairy noises. He is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, the alternative I mean, is it's... you bring her along with us, and then maybe she drowns in the river. So maybe not that one. And, and oh. I strictly like would be very upset and would not be on board with her coming with us. I need to talk to Bree before I commit to this low-paying, and I look at the mayor, opportunity. Can you lot spice it up a bit, Mr. Mayor? Just like, can you give us some, I mean, if it was up to me, we would already be shaking hands right now. But as our group wizard, uh, we, we need her, and, and she's, you know, right on the fence. You know, it's just uh, right on the edge of the Oh, no, I see, I see. It I totally understand. And you're you're new to the negotiation business and you know, you're not really licensed freelancers, but I I can respect your positions as a recently uh, prominent citizens of the town. Perhaps we could make it uh, two hundred silver. Plus the hundred that you can also negotiate up from Mrs. Coggs, the head of the cooperative. I mean So and give me 24 hours. Okay, well, that's fine, but I solved after problem. And I just said I just want to talk to Bree. Okay, <laughs> uh, Mr. Mayor, could we maybe give you an answer tomorrow? Of, of course. I mean, there, there is some degree of urgency Mind you, if the river does dry up and leads to a drought, and then we've got blah blah blah. Okay, we farmers guess. losing their crops oh, and okay. people are out of money and the guilt trip. Okay, okay, right, but, but it's yes. not going to dry up tomorrow. And if it did, us going there wasn't going to solve nothing. Right, right so easy there, Bernie. Kind of on us, you know. Like we're the problem now. <laughs> oh, let me know. Let me know tomorrow. We'll do. And. uh I, I I will leave the house. I'll bow at the waist. <laughs> He'll nod to you, and uh, yeah, you can you enjoy your little repast, and then you can take your leave. And on the way out, I smack all of them on the head. <laughs> what? what? I didn't that even for? say anything. Bray, I'm kind of okay. I smack all of them, but Bramble on the head. Because it wouldn't really help to smack Bramble on the head. Because no, I feel so many negative vibes here. Yeah, I don't even like know what I did wrong. I just said I wanted to talk center. to Bree first. I don't understand why that is such a difficult request. Oh, I thought that that was like a negotiation code. Yeah, tactic. Like no, that was me saying I wanted to talk to Bree first. Oh, nobody yeah. said you couldn't. They were yes. You were all pressuring me to say yes right there on the spot. Like literally, that's what just happened. No, I, I was going to say yes, regardless. To well, be then you could say yes. But well, I did, I, three times. <laughs> I just got to get away from this. It's got to chill for a bit. This is a little bit too much for me. Go sit on a ley line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys. There's some hurtful things coming from her. You know. It's a big attitude for a little one. It's, yeah. Okay, go talk to Bree. You go try living with his mother. No, 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 I mean, I got to be. Don't put that curse on me. <laughs> I'm on her side when it comes to that, right? It's very stressful. 
Bree could be my apprentice as well, you know. I could talk to his mom because I need a new apprentice for my job. Wink, wink. And she could be my apprentice, but you could be training her the whole time. Okay. But she's not a dwarf. No, they don't have to be a dwarf to build things. Yeah. That's oh, very, very... Oh, yeah. I thought you meant... No, see, I'm, I'm, I'm building things around here and keeping... I do construction. I see. I I'm a really just meant... a fancy construction worker. So a okay. subcontractor actually now. So I need construction people to work for me and she could be my apprentice. Wink, wink. I don't really see that as... as... Okay. She doesn't have to do anything. It's just, it's like a, you know, like a, it's just a job. <laughs> pretend. <laughs> okay. All right. Just, okay. Guys. I want to go talk so, to Bree. So we're going to just, really quick, we're going to jump to that scene before, before we. <laughs> so sounds like later on, you're going to have a cold conversation as everybody goes back to finish out their day and you're going to have a quick conversation with Bree, it sounds like. Yes. At which point you're going to say, what did the mayor say? Do you? So the mayor wants us all to go on a, 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 a job for the town or, or for the farmers who are on the west side of town to find out what's going wrong with the river that feeds their crops. And it, it might be a little bit dangerous, but Bree, I don't want to leave you. You, you, you just got better. And I'm worried about your mom making you become a weaver. Oh, Zania, it's okay. I'll be fine. Sounds like, it sounds like Tommy may really need you. I don't want anything to happen to him. What if he goes off and gets hurt and you're not there to keep him safe? But he'll have Darun and Trunk and Bramble. I think it's a good thing. I think you, you, you probably would enjoy spending some time with Tommy and you can go and Use your magic and keep them all, keep them all safe. But what about your mom? It's fine. I can take care of mom. Are you going to become a weaver while I'm gone? I don't know. <gasps> no, not while you're gone. You'll be back in a few days. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, so I will let everybody know. Oh, that's so good to hear. Okay. We didn't Ray. want to have to kidnap you. Ray says I should call. That's All right. great. I'll let Maya know. All right, you pass the word around, and um, yeah, he will hand you a, a sack of coins to take with you, and then you can purchase anything you may need before you go. We can take care of anything off air. Okay. <laughs> and I think that we will just, I mean, you basically have the rest of the day to like grab anything you need, prepare yourselves for um, an outing. You can expect to be gone probably for, you know, five, five or six days, maybe. Okay. Sure. Okay. All right. Getting ready for the next adventure. The reluctant heroes. A little bit. Well, that's the best kind of hero. All right. So I, all right. Well, thanks everyone for, for doing this with me. <laughs> Hey, I got y'all a bunch more money. Hey, yeah, you doubled our money. Yeah. Well, well not quite. Well, but right really, there. Tommy did that. <laughs> that was pretty good. It was, yeah. It's a good, good cop, bad cop thing. I mean, it, it is up to you guys <laughs> to negotiate. So, <laughs> all right. Well, um, again, thank you. We will begin the next session 
was back on the road, ready to perform more heroics. Okay. Sounds good. All right. All right. Next time. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed our show and want more, please leave us a rating and review on whichever platform you use. And of course, feel free to share us on social media. We'll be back next week with more adventures in the world of TELUS. To tide you over, you can read more about the cast, characters, and the world of TELUS at AdventuresEdgeRPG.com. And if you're going out on your own adventure, remember, we are all the hero in our own story. But some of us are villains in other people's stories. Stay safe out there. A hook-nosed man wearing a fine brown cloak stepped out of the rain and into the long, low-ceiling tavern. A crowd of laborers filled the room with shouts and laughter, thumping their flagons for more L. As a pair of women danced with scarves and bells on the small center stage beneath the haze of pipe smoke and glowing blue lights. He made his way through the crowded tables and up the short steps in the back that led to the private booths, slipping through the curtain in the corner and sliding in across from a bald man with beady eyes. Nerval, he greeted the man. Don't call me that, Osbert. Oh, don't fuss, Nerval. No one can hear over the din. And in a moment, no one can hear us at all, Osbert said, as he slipped a silver amulet out of his tunic rubbing the green stone which began to slightly glow. He poured himself a glass of wine from the bottle already at the table. So tell me about these interlopers and how you're going to fix this problem. I'm not seeing much desperation going around. The bald man took a long drink of his own. They're nobodies, wannabe heroes. Well, these nobodies, as you say, saved too many lives. We can't have them interfering in the next part of the plan. Don't worry about that. An opportunity has presented itself to get them out of the way for a while. And if all goes well, maybe they will go off and get themselves killed in the process. We shall see, Narvel. We shall see. His lordship won't be rewarding failure, and I don't plan on failing. Neither do I. We will both be very rich when this is done. Very, very rich.